Hello and welcome to the Esse Parabon. I'm going German, Null Sieben podcast in English. We have guests on the podcast finally. They have stopped crying from the match uh, last week. We've got Niels and Marvin. Welcome. Hello. Hello. And um, kind of a rushed podcast because we didn't expect to be recording on a Thursday before a match, but... Well, the big news, Stefan Baumgart agrees to uh, leave the club at the end of the season. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get some expert news on this and expert analysis. Um, so, Marvin, what was your immediate reaction? Because you woke up late um, <laughs> and saw it um, later than everyone. So what was your reaction? Yeah, of course, I was uh, a bit shocked and sad. But, um, yeah, in the last weeks, it was kind of... Um... Yeah, you could have expected uh, that he's, um, yeah, there's something wrong, that he's maybe going to leave us. Or that he's, um, yeah, at least very thinking about um, to leave. So, um, yeah, it wasn't that wandering. But, um, yeah, of course, yeah, as, uh, um, yeah, he's the, yeah, maybe the biggest, um, yeah, the best coach we've ever had and um, a legend of the club. So, um, yeah, it is, of course, it I was uh, saddened. Uh, a bit shocked, so yeah. Yeah, Niels, we saw Baumgart's like language after the um, Nuremberg match, and he was quite. He said that was one of the worst performances he's seen in a while. I mean, did you expect the announcement to be this early, like seven matches before the end of the season? I expected it to be um, at the end of the season, but. Yeah, me too. Um, well, actually, I woke up at around 11 a.m. And then I saw that my dad messaged me saying that Baumgart is going to leave. Then I checked Twitter, then I saw the post. And as Marvin and probably all of us, I was shocked. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I also expected it to be later, so I was also surprised to see it this early. Especially because it will influence our performances. Maybe in a bad way, maybe in a good way, we don't know. But it's definitely a shock and we will just need to see what happens from it um, at least think we are quite safe and won't get relegated but if we were in a relegation fight uh, it would have been definitely too early yeah we are nine points away from relegation so probably only a few points needed to be um, absolutely safe but um, Marvin what was your best memory um that you've had personally you know watching this Paderborn team under under Baumgart um do you mean i think it would say uh the promotion at the at Dresden in Dresden where we got promoted yeah. in the Bundesliga um yeah yeah uh, I mean, it wasn't the best match, of course, but uh, because we lost it three-one, but uh, yeah, has to be the biggest memory with him. Yeah, Niels, you've been to a lot of of, of matches. Uh, I mean, Dresden was. Did you go to Dresden? Yep, I was there. That was probably your best memory. But what is probably like your second best um, away match that you've been with to see Stefan Spadabon? <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, 3-3 uh, in Dortmund. Like, the second half was like, meh. But the first half was probably the greatest performance I've ever seen uh, of this team. And it was 
every uh, single minute of it was pretty emotional and I was happy about the result despite um, yeah, the late draw and generally, generally speaking I think that the season, the first Borussia season as a whole uh, at least the matches where we were able to go or I visited were just great memories just experiencing Bundesliga again because we don't know whether this will happen to us again personally I believe it won't in the next years but we don't know a few years ago we thought that this club was completely in the mud and we wouldn't ever play professional football again <laughs> yeah yeah I mean Baumgart has done so much um, for the team We he came in with what it was something like how many matches? Six, seven matches left of that season, and um, technically relegated. And then he got eleven points uh, and won the Westfalen Pokal. We were obviously saved by uh, eighteen sixty, and then that was, you know, what that third um, league season was probably the most fun I've seen watching. Well, it was my first ever season watching Paderborn, um, because TVs were actually showing, YouTube was showing the matches, so. Um, yeah, it was quite emotional. My first ever match, I can't remember who it was against. Marvin, you might remember the team, but it was like 5-0 or 6-0. Um, and yeah, it was just yeah. such what, a good game. Osprey? Yeah, I think it was them. It was just such an yeah, emotional time. Yeah. I mean, Niels, how I many... It was the like, second match. It was, yeah, it was one of the first Not or second sure. matches, yeah. Of that season in the in the home in the Bens Arena, Niels, what memories do you have of that third league season? Because it was just you know the the bit the late winner against um, Hansa Rostock stuff like that. I mean, that was honestly probably the best season I've ever watched. How was it? How was it for you? <laughs> the season was just phenomenal, but it had its highs and lows. Yeah. Like especially mid season when we had this time when we played like nil nil against the shit teams of the league sorry for <laughs> language um, but well I've been to every single home match in the stadium and especially the games against uh, Bremen 2 where we played 7-1 Asbach 5-0 um, I don't know there was some like 6-0 against Jena as well they've been like super fun uh, and I think uh, that at some point, especially at the end of the season, none of the teams could actually handle our fans at all. And well, uh, when we got promoted against uh, Antaching, uh, well, every single one of the fans was allowed to go on the pitch and celebrate with the players, and that's just some great memories. Yeah, so um, we got promoted that season, and then the next season. I mean, that was just absolutely unbelievable. Back-to-back -back promotions. Marvin, do you remember much from the that season um, in the Schweiz Bundesliga? Second Bundesliga, um, I think it was, um, yeah, first the season attempt to be, uh, um, yeah, that you were, we were uh, happy to uh, stay up because yeah. we were in the midfield and just got promoted. And then it turned out to be, uh, yeah, to that we were gonna be in the promotion fight that even yeah did it in the end so it was uh, of course a very very nice season and um, yeah I think you can debate on which season you prefer the um, second Bundesliga or the um, third Bundesliga season um, not Bundesliga third league 
um, yeah, which promotion with Baumgart you prefer. Um, I think it's for, even for me hard to say. I don't actually want to, um, yeah, decide which one I preferred. So, um, yeah, of course, two um, phenomenal seasons with Baumgart. And, um, yeah, what is what made him a, um, a legend at us? Yeah, Niels, um, I mean, going back to that promotion season when Panabon won three home games in a row, scoring um, 15 goals in then three games, I'm talking about the 3-0 against Dresden, the 6-2 against Darmstadt, and 6-0 against Furt. Um I mean, no one really expected to promote, but after those three games, I think a few people were saying this team's quite special. Yes, and personally... When we got promoted to the second Bundesliga, I always thought, hmm, we might be able to actually go through to the first, but I didn't say it or tell it to anyone because it sounded pretty silly and it just wasn't realistic at that time, especially after the poor first matches where, well, it seemed to be a safe midfield spot, but nothing more than that. But when we actually managed to pull off those big wins, uh, I started to hope and I believed that we could do it, but at the same time, um, a majority of the people around me um, told me to calm down, that it's good that we are able to pull off that results, but we won't be in a promotion fight and that they don't want to be in a promotion fight because they just want to stay uh, in the league once. Uh, well. As we all know, we didn't, and I'm super happy that we managed to get promoted. Uh, but coming back to the question, yes, those games were the first time where I actually started to believe. Yeah, and then that that match against Hamburg, the second final match of the season, winning 4-1, I, I... I mean, there were some moments in the third league season where I was think where I, you know, had the most joy ever. But that game against Hamburg was pros- possibly one of the best. I think it was a it was a Saturday that or a Sunday that game was played. But that was possibly one of the best weekends I think I've ever had. Niels, I mean, you were at the stadium. How was the like the fans in that moment when we beat Hamburg for one the one of the biggest rivals we had then? Oh, the fans were super passionate, especially because um, just a few weeks ago, maybe, uh, we had played them in the DFB Pokal and we lost and barely had a chance in that match, sadly. Um, But actually, as a fun story about the game, because I actually met with a player at halftime and he gave me a shirt because we've been like in touch. His name is Philemon Tavia. He never played for us. He was just like exciting prospect to who came from Africa um, but the game was actually pretty amazing because we were dominating we could have probably scored like six or seven goals but I remember Clement missing a free header um, but at the same time it was super emotional and a great team performance yeah and um <clears throat> Some of the wins, I'm just looking back at some of the wins in that season, and I just cannot believe how that team just did so well. I mean, going into the uh, Bundesliga Marvin, no one really expected anything, but what was your standout match from, from that season? 
What did you ask? My uh, favorite match, or yeah. what did you? Favorite match from favorite last season. Favorite match. Um, it has to be the win against Freiburg, I think. The last win we had. Yeah. Because it was, um, yeah. I think we, uh, yeah, we only had four four wins, and even though I could, I could maybe say that I preferred the win at at Bremen because we scored a goal in the last minute. So I'm not sure. I uh, really, I um, yeah, I actually want to. Yeah, I feel like that Freiburg match is so special because um, Collins got the the second yellow card and everyone thought oh Paderborn were gonna bottle it again but then um Sabiri we all know that that goal that um finished the match off I mean that was quite special Niels what about you what was the best match obviously probably the Bremen match Niels what was your favorite match from last season uh, I already mentioned it. It has to be the Dortmund. 3-3. Yeah, because I was at the stadium and just a great team performance in the first half. Uh, another match I'd like to mention here, and I think it's a very underrated one, is the 3-2 loss at Leverkusen. Yeah. Uh, as you all know, it was the first match of the season. And just seeing and watching a team performing at this high level and actually fighting for a point or maybe even a win was just great to see it actually gave me a lot of hope um especially um against freiburg at the next match we went up like pretty early and i said to my father that we were going gonna stay up because i believe that we could actually perform like that and well we all know that the loss against freiburg was like super dumb and that we shouldn't have lost it but mm -hmm. uh, Tucker had three mistakes doesn't yeah. matter at the end but yeah Leverkusen definitely underrated yeah the, Lever the Leverkusen game was just in, in just unbelievable because um, twice they scored um, Bailey getting the first goal then Sven that iconic iconic celebration and then Kai Havertz with um, the two one, and then Australian man back getting the goal, and Paderborn was so close, but then um, Volland got the three two. But I agree, I'll agree with you, Niels. I think since that match, um, I believed, but just a lot of things went wrong that season, and I mean we didn't spend a single penny on transfers, which obviously doesn't help. But yeah, um, and now coming on to this season, I mean there haven't been that many fantastic moments, but. We've got to give a good mention to that Union Berlin match when uh, Stefan Baumgart was crying after it. I mean, even not being in the uh, with the fans, Niels, uh, I mean, that was still really an, an emotional match to watch on TV. Yeah, I agree. Um, when we went up 1-0 uh, super early, um, I was pretty surprised because I expected it to be a big L again because we haven't been in a great shape before, I think. Um, but when yeah. I scored the equalizer, I was pretty sure that we were just going to lose. It was nice to be up uh, for a few minutes. But, well, as it turned out to be a win, um, for me it was 
well, the best performance of the season so far, maybe on par with like the Dortmund match. And well, just concerning the league, I think it's just a dead season concerning the league and yeah. there are no memories to take away from it. Yeah, I mean, if you listen back to the podcasts, I, I started the first podcast was the Nuremberg 2-0 loss that we had. And we, we lost to Karlsruhe, we lost to Nuremberg, we lost to Bochum, we drew um, stupidly to Braunschweig after being 2-0 up, beat Osnap, and then we beat Union. So we had a tough match, um, a tough few results, and then we beat Osnap and then Union. It was a fantastic um, last two matches until the... Um, mini um winter break i mean marvin um that dortmund match was quite incredible as well Awuzu uh scoring was that one of your favorite moments as well of this season yeah kind of a fa favorite moment because it actually took a bad uh end was bad in the end but uh, because we lost the game um, with a questionable uh, ref decision, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I could yeah I can say that it was one of the, my favorite moments this season, even though it took a bad end. But um, yeah, yeah. Neil... Do you want to talk? Go about... on. Yeah, okay, Niels. I'm just gonna say one more thing about well Baumgart specifically. I mean, Niels, do you think the Baumgart um, interview after the Dortmund game was? Possibly one of the most iconic Baumgart moments he's had uh, here at Paderborn. He's had many iconic moments and iconic interviews, but I think that this one raised the most attention to him, the club, and well, what's going wrong with the VAR, to yeah. be honest. Um, actually, when I saw it, I mean, he was about to cry, I was about to cry uh, <laughs> when I listened to it. And from that moment on, I just knew that he was the perfect coach and that mm -hmm. he definitely needs to stay. Yeah, sad moments. Yeah, yeah, it is upsetting. Um, so now we know Baumgart's leaving. We've had a talk about the best moments with him. I mean, we could have talked for hours about some of the some of the specific moments, but we picked out the best some of the best ones. I mean, shall we go down the club list in the Bundesliga and see? I mean, who? Who's gonna be? Um, who's gonna be? Where's gonna? Where's Bauman gonna go next season? Should we go down the list, Marvin? Do you wanna? Do you wanna start with with your prediction? I first want to um, yeah, ask myself and you if um, did we talk about the in the podcast or before we recorded that um, yeah, in the season we got relegated from the third league with him, um, yeah, where he took over the last five matches that he um, yeah that yeah under his um, yeah. Under him, we had five uh, matches and got 11 points out of this five matches and got relegated, um, though. Did we talk about this in the podcast or before? I don't know. If, if if we didn't talk about it in the podcast, I think we should also mention that because, um, yeah, that also shows that he, um, yeah, immediately after taking over, he, um, yeah, made the team better. And um, it definitely wasn't his fault that we got relegated, actually, but then um, saved by 1860 Munich, so... And even won the Westfalen Pokal in this season, so um, yeah, definitely not his fault that we got relegated. If someone wants to, um, yeah, bring the argument, yeah, but he, uh, yeah, under him, Paderborn got relegated in the Regionalliga. 
So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the things he's done for the club has been unbelievable, really, ever since he um, got the job uh, until now. I mean, this season's been bad, but, you know, most of it hasn't been his fault, really. I mean, we'll talk about some of the transfers in a bit, but, yeah, Sheffield Baumgart. Um, Marvin, I mean, do you want to go down the club list and have a prediction where he might go? I mean, going to be. I think there's going to be a couple of teams that wants Baumgart next season. I think um, clubs that are um, possible would be, um, for example, Köln, because they, um, yeah, um, are not um, satisfied with Gistol and are pro uh, are actually currently in the relegation fight. So um, yeah, as already said, I would hate to see him at Köln because I don't like the club, and I think it would be um, not a big step for him, even um, yeah, especially if they get relegated now, which is, which is possible. So, um, yeah, I think you guys also don't want to see him at Köln, am I right? Yeah, I don't want to see him in, in, in Köln, because I think even next season, they're probably one of the favourites to be relegated anyway, so he might just have another bad season in, in the Bundesliga and come back down and do what he did with, with Paderborn, which is probably be a mid-table team again, which I don't think he wants to be, so, yeah. I mean, Niels, maybe go on. Yeah, maybe he could manage to um, stay up with Köln, but even if he does, I don't want to see him there because, yeah, as I already said, I don't like the club and I don't think it is yeah. uh, would be a good step for him. So, um, yeah, going on to another uh, possibility would be, um, yeah, Augsburg, because mm -hmm. I don't think they uh, want to keep um, keep Herrlich. Is he called Herrlich? Yeah, I think Herrlich. Um, yeah, what would you think about it? Yeah, personally for me, I would be kind of happy because I think Augsburg have been a boring team recently but I think with Baumgart they they could become more of an exciting team and I think I think yeah I think he could do a good job they I think they're quite an underrated team who um can have shown they can do all you know they've beaten um Dortmund this season and they nearly beat Bayern I think um but yeah there's this potential I mean what do you think about Marvin would you be happy with him going to Augsburg? I think I would be neutral to it because, uh, yeah, I don't care about the club. I think, as you said, it's kind of a boring club. But it would be interesting to see him there and what he would do there. So I, um, yeah, it wouldn't be one of my favourites um, to where he could go. But, um, yeah, I'd be okay with it. So, um, yeah, should I go on to the next club he could possibly go to? Yeah, let, uh, Gladbach, right? Yeah, you could talk about Gladbach. So um, Gladbach, Rose is leaving now. So um, yeah, and they haven't got a um, yeah Rose follower. So um, yeah, what could be yeah it could, it could be possible that he goes there, especially because he um, he got he had contact with uh, Rose. Maybe he um, was talking about um, with him about this. So um, yeah. I yeah, think it's possible, yeah. and I would like to see this because it's my fa second favorite club after Paderborn. Yeah, I mean everything is is sort of coming together, and it's and it's kind of adding up for him and uh, Gladbach. But Niels, do you actually think it's realistic, or do you think it's maybe just uh, a step maybe too far for for Baumgart right now? Because yeah, he didn't really do that good in last season's Bundesliga. 
Yeah, first of all, I don't think that it's his fault that uh, we didn't do as well as other clubs did in that season. Um, but just concerning Gladbach, uh, I think that there are some bigger names that they would probably prefer to well, give the job to, like Adi Hütter or Jesse Marsh. I don't think that Baumgart is their favorite uh, for the coach position. But if for some reason some coincidences happen and he ends up to be the Gladbach coach, I'd be happy for him. And I think that he would actually do good there and that the supporters would accept him and he'd have a great time with them. Yeah, I agree, I think. Um, yes, yeah, Should I go on? I mean... Because we've talked about Hutter maybe leaving for Gladbach, should we say Eintracht Frankfurt? I mean, Marvin, what's your opinions? Maybe him going to Frankfurt? Do you think it's going to happen or not? Or would you be happy uh, or not? I think, I think if uh, Gladbach, uh, no, the Gladbach, if uh, Frankfurt reaches the Champions League, I don't see why. <laughs> Imagine. <he should> leave. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, they're seven points clear now of Dortmund, so it's um, very likely that they reach the Champions League. So I don't see why Hütter should leave it, even though there are rumours. I don't see for him why he should leave them, especially for Gladbach, who will maybe play Europa League next season. Maybe not even that. So, um, yeah, I don't see why he should um, go to... Uh, yeah, why Hütter should leave Frankfurt. But if he leaves, yeah, I think it's it would be um, kind of too... Um, kind of weird step because uh, Frankfurt is actually a, yeah, let's say mid-table till Europa League club which is uh, either playing Champions League or Europa League next season and yeah I think it would be not a good not maybe good step not a fitting step for him it wouldn't um, wouldn't be typical for him to go there Could and you, yeah. yeah I just imagine just, just imagine he plays Champions League next season yeah would be very weird I think Frankfurt is very unlikely yeah, so, um, I can just imagine Baumgart in the Barcelona rain with his just his T-shirt on against Barcelona against Ronald Koeman in the Champions League. <laughs> I could just just imagine that. It's not going to happen, but just imagine it would be a brilliant thing. Yeah, as as I said, I don't see why Hütter should leave Frankfurt if they yeah. reach the Champions League. Even if they reach only Europa League, I think he's going to stay even though there are rumours. So I think we should go on to the next club, which is Union Berlin. I think, um, yeah, actually it would be likely because he played at Union Berlin when he was a player. And, um, yeah, likes club. It's, it, it's, I think it's still his one of his favourite clubs. So, um, actually it was, um, could be possible and would be very fitting. But, um, yeah. Was Fischer is currently the coach as, for them, and there's no reason why he should leave. Currently. Yeah, he's so, doing a fantastic job. Yeah. So I don't see um, him going to Union Berlin because, mm, yeah, Was Fischer is there and should not is probably not leaving. So um, also, I think you um, what you talked about was Leverkusen because they got they yeah. sacked Bosch and um, have a. They have um, their assistant now until the end of the season. Well, yeah. Hannes Wolf, right? Yep. Yeah. I think I think he won't stay after the season. And Me too. yeah, who knows? Maybe it's possible. Would be also a weird step, I think. Possible, but uh, yeah. But it's still possible, so it, I, I think it's a, I think it's more possible than Frankfurt, but probably not possible enough to happen. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think he won't go there, but it's theoretically possible. So the next one, which is kind of likely, would be Schalke. Mm-hmm. Where they are, um, yeah, pro- yeah, let's say, not probably, they are playing the second Bundesliga next season. He's, also, yeah. obviously want to get he's already been linked. Yeah, he's already been linked with already. Schalke, but they ended up getting the other one. I can't, I can't pronounce his name. Glamotsis. <laughs> Glamotsis. Um, All right. Yeah. Dimitrios Glamotsis. Yes. So I think I think he um, Glamotsis will stay at them and um, yeah for the second Bundesliga season, and uh, yeah we'll try to get them promoted again. So I don't see him going to Schalke. I think if what would you say if um, Gramotis is sacked after this season? Let's say he's sacked after the um, yeah the season. Would you say uh, would you then worry about him going to Schalke if it yeah. isn't if he hasn't already signed for another club? To be honest, or not worrying. Let's say thinking yeah, about it. Any team that is sacking their manager that looks likely, I'm going to be worrying about them because I feel like a lot of teams are going to want Baumgart, but I think Schalke are a team that understands him. Um, and they've already linked him. You know, it was between him or Gramosis in the first place, so they already kind of have said they wanted him before. They just didn't want to wait for till the end of the season. But um, yeah, he what what did he say? I think he said that he wants to um, yeah have a, to do a new step and um, get a new challenge here. Um, he wants to go a new way and search for a new challenge. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I don't know if Schalke is going to be a good step because he's, um, yeah, he would play play in the second Bundesliga. He would play at a Chaos Club kind of, a, because um, yeah, imagine he will, imagine if he's not get uh, manage doesn't manage to get him them promoted, uh, they will probably sack him and it could um, kind of ruin his career. Who knows? So um, yeah, yeah, possible that he doesn't want to go this step. Um, because it's kind of risky. So, um, yeah. What would you, would you say? That, are there any other um, options he could go to? Um, it's not likely, but Dusseldorf is on the is one of the teams that is looking for a coach as well. But I don't see that happening. Bayern I never going to happen. Um, let's not talk about things like this. Le- Leipzig also uh, not. Not realistically, absolutely. What won't happen? I think this yeah. is much too big for him. And um, yeah, would be also a weird step because yeah, I don't think he's going. He wants to manage a club like this. Um, he's more more of a yeah. How do you say it? Uh, tr- let's say tradition person who play, prefers coaching a club with tr- tradition. So I don't think this is possible in any ways. So. Um, yeah, what also was um, talked about was that he's going to um, England, maybe either Premier League or Championship. Who knows? Uh, what do you, what do you think of this? And um, yeah, are there any clubs that are possible there? I mean, I have never heard him speak English, so I don't know how good his English is. Um, that's a problem. I mean, um, I mean, I don't. I've not actually had a look at what teams could I mean there's been Bristol um, have been linked with Baumgart before but I think they've got a new coach now so I don't know in which league is Bristol championship Championship. or league one 
championship. Yeah. I think Baumgart will not go lower than championship, honestly. I think it'll be championship yes. if if it is England. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think on state of now, it is, uh, they are some um, clubs you could go to. Maybe most likely are, let's say, Köln, Gladbach, uh, Augsburg, maybe some single something like this. Um, yeah. But um, on the state of now, we can't... Uh, yeah, say where he's going to because there are many options, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, some, some more likely, yeah. some less likely him. So, um, yeah, should we go talk about who could, uh, yeah, yeah, who could um, join us uh, as the Baumgart replacement? Just one more thing, actually, on on Schalke. I would, I would have been a lot more scared if Schalke ended up getting uh, Marcus Crochet. You know, because they were linked with him for a while. Um, I don't know why, but I would just be a little bit more scared because I feel like they would want to work together again. don't know what you think about that. I don't know why Crusher would go to Schalke because he is currently at the second best club in Germany. And, uh, yeah, it would be a huge downgrade, a weird step. So I don't uh, see him going there. Even though I can't stand Leipzig, of course. Uh, I'd like to see him to a club like Sch- going to a club like Schalke, but I don't see why he should do this. So, yeah, should we talk about um, the Baumgart replacement now? Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about where Baumgart's going to go, but currently we do not have a coach for next season. So, yeah, there's a, some there's one option so far. I mean, do you want to speak about the poss- well, most possible right now? Yeah, it's uh, Lukas Kwasniak, who... Um, is currently coaching Saarbrücken, but he already said that he wants to leave after this season. And, um, yeah. Um, he also was linked with us in some um, articles and some sources. So, um, Bio yeah, very possible. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's, yeah, I think it's also going to happen that he's going to join us. So, um, yeah, what do you think about it? Would you like to see him at us? Or uh, don't you know much, uh, not enough I mean, about him? Niels might know more also, than me, but um, watching his um, Pokal run with Saarbrücken was very fun. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say about him, because I don't know, I don't watch enough of them to have a real opinion, but, I mean, I don't really know his, his style, or but apparently he's quite ambitious. I mean, Niels, he was saying that before the podcast, he's quite am- ambitious. Uh, yes, he really is. And also he's a young coach. I think he hasn't even reached 30 years yet. Um, so he has still potential to grow as a person, as a coach, obviously. And also he's passionate, which uh, suits perfectly to what we've been used to lately with, Baumber- with Baumgart. Um, before coaching Saarbrücken, he has been at uh, Karlsheis Jena. And he didn't do particularly great there because he got relegated coaching them. But um, saying this, you need to keep in mind that they had probably one of the worst um, squads in the league and yeah. that probably uh, none of the available co- available coaches to that time could have saved them. So it's not really his fault. Uh, well, he, immediately he left with just emphasize his ambition that he wants to well always upgrade 
although he moved to a fourth tier club in Saarbrücken, but they've been favorites um, coming into the season because they have had the best club and he obviously managed to pull off that amazing DFB poker run and since then um, he had a really good first half of the season in third league and even fought for promotion again um, but the second half has been pretty weak I think if you have a look at the last five matches he's only managed to um, get a few points and if they didn't have this great first half of the season they would even be in threat of relegation again so yeah I don't know there's been a decline probably because he has announced that he's leaving but um, well obviously there are some options we have there are a few coaches um, that don't have a job at the moment and which I'd like to see um, I've mentioned Andre Breitenreiter before obviously he um, has managed to get promoted with us to the first Bundesliga again and he has done really good especially in the season of the first Bundesliga I think just results wise he's done better than Baumgart uh, but I don't know it would be a kind of a weird one because he has left because he didn't want to be at the club anymore mm -hmm. and come back and it would be out of nowhere but what do you think yeah I would be happy with someone that's already proven to get promotion you know Marvin do you have an opinion um, I think it is uh, yeah I would like to see it but I think it's very unlikely it just uh, was a person. I think it, it wasn't isn't, isn't even an uh, official source. Just somebody saying, um, yeah, us saying, yeah, who? Just imagine him going uh, coming back to us. So I think it's very unlikely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, more on Kwasniok. I mean, if we look at it, it's kind of like a, a second kind of Baumgart in a way. It's someone that has built his coaching style up in the lower leagues and is now going to try and make the step up and I mean you have to start somewhere as a coach so I'm kind of I'm kind of happy about this if it happens I mean would you be not having would you be kind of satisfied with with Kwasniok I would be honestly yeah I'd I'd like to see him but the only um thing I'm yeah um I'm kind of um yeah, not sure about is that he um, he wanted to leave uh, Zabrikin because he didn't manage to uh, yeah because they don't get promoted this season and yeah just see that as they got promoted from the regional Liga last season in the third Liga so um, yeah in my opinion it is quite too ambitious and his um, that he could maybe be um, yeah have too high um, imaginations what he wants to reach. So um, that's the only one I'm uh, not sure about, and um, yeah, but for the rest, I think he's a nice uh, coach and also a well-doing coach, so I'd like to see him at us, though there's only this one, um, yeah, I think I'm not sure about if it would be maybe affecting us badly if, um, yeah, let's say he um, doesn't want to, uh, yeah, wants to leave us because he doesn't manage to get us promoted in the first season. Um, yeah, could be could be bad, but I think I think I'd be satisfied with him going to us if it happens. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a lot more people linked with Paderborn in the in the next few weeks, and we'll probably talk about all of them for and in the podcast. So, um, yeah, I mean, if it happens, we'll talk about him for a a good a longer piece uh, piece of time. But it is kind of it's kind of going to be a, a really intense summer for us because there's a lot of things happening. And it could go bad or good. And that's make or break for Fabian Wilgermoot, who we will talk about in the second half of the podcast. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've done 40 minutes. We'll be back uh, in just a second for the second half. Welcome to the second part of the podcast, oh, yeah. where it's going to be a fun and juicy second part of the podcast because we're going to rant. Oh, if you're one person called Marvin, you're going to love a man called Fabian Wergemuth. I call him a different name, but probably not allowed to say it on here. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's come out this week and said he doesn't want to buy Furish. Now, Niels and Marvin have different opinions on this, so it's going to be fun to see what they say. Marvin, go with your opinion first. Are you... Well, I mean, what do you think about what he said? I first wanted to say that I actually, um, yeah, don't. You, you say it, I love him. I don't. Uh, I think he he's kind of questionable. I think he has made good decisions at us and also some wrong decisions. Um, and I don't want to give the fault to him that, uh, yeah, Baumgart is leaving. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of, um, how do you say, Swedish in English. Neutral. I'm kind of split it. Yeah. Some things that it and neutral, yeah, and some things bad. Um, for example, yeah, that Fury is probably leaving us um, because, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to, um, yeah, to buy him. So, um, yeah, I think this is um, kind of his fault, but not. Um... Okay, why is Niels leaving right now? I think it is uh, kind of his fault. I think it's understandable that Fury is probably going to um, be a expensive player, mm-hmm. and that um, Dortmund want much money from the uh, what's it called release clause. I think. Um, it's, it's very expensive, but in my opinion, he's done this very well for us, so that we should um, buy him. So um, yeah, in my opinion, wrong decision to not buy him. Um, a bit relatable, but. Um, yeah, absolutely right decision, and have to blame Wilgermoot for it. Yeah, I mean, the you can blame Wilgermoot, but the release clause is apparently not that bad, and if you actually factor in how, how well he's done this season, he's got 17 goals and assists, if you put them together, and you, you yeah, he's got 11 goals in the Spider with four assists, and in the Pokal, one goal and one assist, so that's, I think that's 17. Um, so yeah, uh, you taking that away from the team. I mean, do you think it's just it's maybe not it's not worth it paying the money for when you're getting this much from who, someone who's twenty three years old? I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know how expensive exactly the release clause is. So let's say if it is more than five million, it's relatable. But if, if yeah, I can't. Re- really say how how expensive it is so uh, if it is yeah if it is let's say under three million we should definitely buy him we should have bought him but uh, yeah now that we probably won't buy him um, 
it is, yeah. I, th I expect him to, to be uh, very expensive, so, yeah. Yeah, Niels, what do you I think? Do you think it's a bad decision? Yeah, first of all, we all know that Chris Führich is a GOAT. He's literally best player in the club and he's he's saving us. us from relegation right now <laughs> yeah he's just he's just carrying us and without him we would literally have been relegated and would have had a chance because just imagine um i don't know marcel heller on the wings i just don't even want to imagine what if this would have been like um but actually uh, i disagree to marvin just concerning the release clause i mean if you have a look at his market value it's i didn't look at it but I'm pretty sure that uh, at the time we um, got the loan deal done, it was probably at around 500k maybe. Yep. And the release clause won't be higher than, let's say, one and a half million. Actually, I believe that it should be around a million, if not cheaper, and definitely not at around three million. Actually, if it was at three or two million, I would probably not trigger it because it would be too expensive. But as it should be at around 1 million, we have to trigger it. Because it's it's easy yeah. math. Just buy him for a million and sell him for 10 million in a year or so. I'm not at 10 million. But you could easily sell him for like 3 million. Easy profit, easy <laughs> math, easy win. I've, ju I've just seen the market value at the time of the transfer and it was 180,000 um, euros. So that is... Surely the release cost is not even probably bigger than a million. Um, so yeah, I think it's a stupid decision. I think Wurgamut is a, a clown. Um, yeah, let's just leave it um, at that because I think he's just he's made the wrong decision here, and maybe he just doesn't find Wurgamut uh, doesn't find Furish too exciting for him. Maybe he's just he just wants to get more Prince Uzus in the team and see how he can do. Probably get relegated then. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'm overreacting, as Marvin always says I am, but I think it's a stupid decision. Um, and then, uh, I mean, these transfers could um, tell why Baumgart doesn't want to stay. I mean, Marvin, do you think the trans if the transfers were good and we finished, maybe, I don't know, 6th, 7th, Baumgart might, might have stayed? Um, good question. I think he... Um... Just would have stayed if we were were in a, pr a promotion fight right now, um, or even getting promoted, because he um, yeah I think it would be would have been either the announcement would have been later or he wouldn't have left us because we were in a very important situation uh, if we were in a promotion fight. But now um, yeah I think he would have stayed if we would get promoted this season, but it's very unlikely and. Um, yeah, and I think even if we would have been, uh, yes, as, as you said, sixth or seventh place, I think he would also have left then if he yeah, wants to go to a Bundesliga club. So um, it doesn't matter that much where in the midfield we are finishing. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, Niels, that when Wurgemuth was, I don't know, like fighting for Baumgart, he was trying to persuade him. I mean, how how do you persuade him when you've got someone like people like Sean Lau like 90% leaving Vasiadis pretty much 100% leaving now you've got Prince Owusu on the bench who has not scored in the Svita Bundesliga this season you've got Marcel Correa I mean this is all this is a lot of Wurgamuth's fault as well I mean do you think he's got it a, a lot of stuff wrong this season 
Yeah, he's got a lot of things wrong. Uh, let's just enumerate the good signings he's made compared to the bad signings. Let's start with the good signings. I think we definitely have to mention Chris Führich there, uh, Julian Justwan, Maximilian Thalhammer, and Frederick Ananou. And Schallenberg, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's been yeah. alone at first, yeah. so he's not actually a transfer. But it was good that he um, kept him. That's yeah, a good thing, definitely. I guess. And it's good that he extended the contract with Schallenberg, Dörfler, and yeah. Collins, Singler. That's actually nice that he's managed to uh, get them extended. And arguably, Terrazzino was a good transfer as well. I mean, he didn't do much, but I think that he's an underrated player. But let's just move on to the bad signings. <laughs> and there are a lot. We have Uvuzu, Hella, um, Akolo and Burgi because they're just not playing. Uh, Okoroji, Ingelson and Ingelson, yeah. And I've probably forgot some names which should have been on this list as well. Um, so you can tell that the good to bad transfer ratio is definitely on the side of the bad transfers. And, well, that's definitely a negative point, his transfer policy. Um, I mean, yeah, he's let some players go uh, for zero euros. Um, I don't know. I mean, just imagine we would have sold Sean Lau at the start of the season. Obviously, would have got some money, but our defense would have been just so bad. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of relatable that he decided to keep him, but I think it's sad that he didn't decide to sell Vasiliadis because he doesn't play as much, um, and we just proved that we didn't need him. Yeah. I mean, throughout the season, there's been rumours as well, like, that haven't been no communication from Rogamuth. Like, where is Kai Proger? He was apparently linked with the MLS. That never happened. I mean, there's there's a lot more other names that I've probably forgot that are even in the team, but it just seems season this season, like, it, nothing's ever settled. There's always something going wrong. And I think a lot of it can be blamed on... on Fabi Fabian S word Muth. Um <laughs> Yeah and uh, I don't know if Marvin can speak right now because his internet's bad, but Marvin, out of ten, how much would you rate um Burgamut this season, his first ever full season? I don't know if you can speak, so Niels, I'll give that question to you out of ten. I'd say uh, four, maybe. <laughs> um, definitely not a ten out of ten. No way. But also not one out of ten, because he has at least tried, and I believe that he's actually tried to do the best to keep Baumgart. He has extended some important contracts, but yeah, transfer policy hasn't been good at all. I mean, some exceptions. Like Führich. I've mentioned that I don't need to uh, reiterate uh, the points I've already made. So, yeah, 4 out of 10. Or what do you think? How would you rate it? Um, yeah, probably round of 4. But I think my problem is that this summer there's going to have to be a lot of transfers. 
And with the way Wergamut has done, has done the transfers so far, I just do not have any hope for the next season. And I feel like if he gets it wrong uh, in the summer, I don't know why there's any reason why he shouldn't he shouldn't leave because, um, yeah, the club is effectively gonna fall apart possibly with his transfers. I mean, I'm not saying relegation is is a real um chance next season but with the players we're not going to have well from now anyway you know Fur Furish Sean Lau I just I just I don't see anything else but a, a, a kind of a relegation fight I mean Marvin's internet's good now so Marvin out of 10 what would you rate Wergamuth's first season first uh, full season um very questionable because uh yeah Neil said there are some bad, much bad transfers, some good. Um, I think for transfers like Boogie or Colo, I wouldn't uh, give him the thought that they were bad because, yeah, kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of question anyway. Um, Akolo doesn't play and Boogie was injured, so not his fault in my opinion. So I would say, let's say, 5 out of 10 because he made some good transfers. And, um, yeah, but also very very um yeah much bad transfers so um and it's maybe um yeah doing bad things with for example Vasiliadis or um maybe Schoenlau or did it with Mamba or let's say five four out of ten as Neil said because yeah out of this uh transfers deals he doesn't he didn't manage well yeah as I said like Vasiliadis Mamba or um maybe Schoenlau right now uh, after this season who knows yeah so um yeah would you do you want to add anything to the Volgamut thing or do you want to continue it to the Bochum game yeah I mean just one more thing on um Wolgamut is that um um next season is going to be quite big as well for him because there's a lot of more contracts expiring Dennis Sabay I'm pretty sure Sven uh's contract is expiring as well and, and Collins and people like that yeah, I think it's going to be a big season for him next season. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt now, and we'll see what happens next season. But yeah, we can move on to to Bochum, uh on Saturday. And uh, bad news: both the main centre back, uh, central def the defenders are out. Um, Sean Lau and Unamaya missing the Bochum game, and I think we kind of thought we were going to lose. But I mean, it's pretty much kind of. 90% now are going to lose Marvin I mean it's not very ideal to have the Greek ginger possibly playing in central defence um, I actually don't know why uh, Bogi isn't playing because I mean Korea is surely playing uh, central back now and, um, and starting and I don't know why Bogi should not play because he is um, yeah, he's a central defender and he isn't injured anymore, so I don't see why. Uh, yeah, why he won't play on the central back position here in the um, in the press conference. Baumgart said that um, yeah, it could could, could be with um, Korea and Kaka and uh, Vasiliadis that they could play on the central back and not Boogie isn't mentioned, which I um, yeah am wondering because mm -hmm. he isn't injured anymore. So um, yeah. I would like to see him actually Bergi and um, yeah also in Kaka because he doesn't didn't play that much this season and he didn't do bad as Niels mentioned 
So um, yeah, I'd like to see him uh, to see him and um, I think was Wesleyadis is just uh, actually yeah much better in the midfield and and shouldn't play in the yeah central back because it isn't his main position. So um, yeah. But I think it's going to be a thing that Correa and Vasiliadis are playing in the central back position. Yeah, I'll just read the kicker um, expected lineups. We've got Zinglet, Ananu. They've gone for Nakaka, Correa, Collins, uh, Schallenberg, Vasiliadis, Sabeni, Furish, Michel, and Antwi Ajay. So um, it's saying Bergi has problems in the neck area, so he's got a neck issue. I don't know how true that is, but. Um, apparently that's why he's um, not playing, so yeah. And the last kind of question I've got, Niels, is how many goals are we going to lose by uh, on Saturday? Are we going to get destroyed, or do you think it's going to be a little bit, well, as close, or even, I don't know. Is there a chance we can draw this game? I don't, I don't think so. Mm, why did Niels leave? Ah, oh, he's back. Uh, I'm back, lol. <laughs> You asked me what I expect the result to be, right? Yeah. Okay, um, it's super hard to tell. Like, when we played St. Pauli, I expected us to lose, like, 6-0 maybe, <laughs> but we won. Uh, because we always do surprisingly good. Not always, but sometimes we do surprisingly good against, like, the top-tier teams, which uh, have been in a great shape and stuff. So... I don't really want to predict anything, but if we play the same way um, as we did against Nuremberg, I think it's going to be like 1-4, maybe like we're going to concede 4 goals. Yeah, it's not ideal to have, well, three very good defenders. We've not even talked about Dorfler yet, who's not going to be playing. Um, I mean, he's I'd say he's been better than Ananu this season on a whole. Um, I'm not sure what the stats are between the two, but yeah, I mean it's not not easy. And then you don't have Sean now to um, um, play three positions basically, and um, uh, play Korea and uh, Okoroji's game for them. So yeah, it's going to be difficult. Um, I mean, I think if any, if you've got both, of you've got anything else to add? I think that's about it. I think that's all the topics we've talked about. Um, uh, I think we, I, sh I and you should also uh, predict the, um, yeah, the game and wh what we expect to, yeah, uh, yeah, um, we expect the game to be. So should I start or do you want to? I mean, my prediction's quite quick. I think we're gonna lose uh, four-one as well. I think we'll score, but we'll just defensively be awful, and yeah, they'll they'll score a, a couple of goals. Yeah, I think I've got a similar prediction, which is three-one loss. Because I think think we will score and don't do a that bad game as you could expect as we play the, against the best team in the league and our, both central defenders are injured so um, yeah I expect a three one loss could could also be worse and uh, yeah but as Neil said um, it's also possible that we do a yeah unexpected um, good game and maybe even get points but I don't expect it to happen this time yeah. I agree with you. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Do, Niels, do you have anything to add? Or yeah, I'd just like to add that I 
don't want to see Vasilyadis playing at center back because he's just way too small and he will lose every single header against players like Simon Sola and all the tall guys they have up front. Uh, so yeah, please let Nkaka play and not Vasilyadis. Yeah, we kind of saw it against um, Darmstadt, wasn't it? Where Ron Schallenberg went into central defense and kind of didn't win many headers. Um, he's not even the the smallest person, but midfielders in, in central defense is not always the best thing. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, Marvin, do you have anything to add or are we pretty much done? No, I'm pretty much done. I think, um, yeah, you, you also mentioned that Dörfler was uh, missing, is missing, but I yeah. think this isn't a, that big problem because Ananu is doing well this season as well. So, um, yeah, but we surely have problems in the defense, and yeah, it could be, it could also see it to be a game which many goals because our defense will probably uh, suck, and uh, we have, yeah, and our offense is. Yeah, it's still, it's still on. Let's say, yeah, no one is missing. Furich and Serbian Michel are probably playing. So, um, yeah, could also be, could could be a, goal, a, a game with many goals. Could see that happen. But yeah. a loss for us. I mean, we haven't even as Nkak hasn't even. He's not started a match yet, has he? This season, so it's his first ever chance. I mean, he might just play very good when he's um, starting in defense. I don't know. We could see him be actually be pretty good. I think he just even got subbed on on let's say two games of something like this. He played very, uh, not 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 much. I think he um. I think he didn't even play this year, did he? I think he uh, no. didn't, didn't play in 2021. I think he only played in 2022, uh, 2020. Uh, let's say about um, I think two times. I think. Yeah. Which word? I think he had an injury as well at some point. Anyway, we've gone above the hour, which we said we weren't going to do, uh, which we always seem to do. So I think that will be the end of the pod. Uh, yeah, I mean, the next podcast will be my immediate reaction as Paderborn lose against Bochum, which is pretty much probably what's going to happen. Um, and keep an eye out on the website because um, there'll be more stuff going out um, through the week the one minute preview that I do um, uh, as well as the five things we learned which will probably we learned that Korea sucks even more um, that will probably be what we learned from the match but yeah um, we'll see Niels Marvin maybe Niels and Marvin next week in the main podcast if we do it um, yeah getting close to Osnabrück uh, in the final English week as well so yeah thanks for joining me Marvin Niels was a pleasure again. <laughs> Thanks, Marvin, as well. Bye-bye. All right. See you um, at the weekend. See you. Bye.